Hey, you're about to hear a great word from our teaching team. At Freedom House, we're about equipping you to experience Christ's freedom every day. We would love to connect with you. We stream our live services Sundays at 10.30 and 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. You can join us at freedomhouse.cc slash live. I hope you enjoyed this message. Hello, Freedom House. How are you guys doing? Ooh, man. That 10.30 crowd, man. I understand. That cold weather comes in. All of a sudden, that bed is hard to let go of. I'm one of... I'm one of those guys right there now. My name is Justin Griffith, and I'm a volunteer leader here at Freedom House. I volunteer in two areas here, Strong Men's Ministry, and I volunteer on our teaching team here. And aren't you glad when we have three campuses, and you can go to, you can go to any one of our campuses and experience a person speaking to you. You don't have to look at a video screen and hear somebody's talking at you, but you have a person with real problems, with real family issues, real trying to find real solutions, just like everybody else. It's hard for me. I cannot do that looking at a video camera. But I tell you what, I, I, I appreciate Pastor Troy and Pastor Penny for answering the call of God. Years ago, they said, you know what? God is telling us to go to Charlotte. They left Virginia, came down, and this is a result of obedience. It's amazing the Bible said obedience is better than sacrifice. Every time you obey God, God always has something right around the corner. It's that when you disobey him, that's when you miss out on what he has for you. But you know what? He's so faithful that not only would he, if you miss it one time, guess what? Most of the time, he gives you another chance to hit it again. He gives you another chance to do it. So I, I love, I love our pastors for doing that. Also, my wife came this morning, but this morning I left my wife. I left her with four boys this morning to get ready. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, our house can be like Hurricane Katrina at times. But if God ever created a woman to be able to live in a house with five males, he created my wife, Kim. So I love her for that. She just, I know she has, she has them and they are on their way to the probably grandparents' house right now. Uh, before we get started, um, as Mark alluded to, this month is Kingdom Builders Month, and pray about what God wants you to do. Anytime, anytime you start sacrificing something, guess what? God, that puts a smile on his face, because whatever you sacrifice, guess what? He's going to give it right back to you. He's going to give it right back to you. So pray about that. Let God lead you in that, because it's, it's holiday season. We want everybody during Thanksgiving to eat something. That's what Kingdom Builders is for. You feed people. We want, it's almost Christmas season. Guess what? We want every, all our kids to have something. And guess what? Well, Kingdom Builder, that's what you do. You give a kid a bike. All those kids running, that's Kingdom Builder stuff. So when you give, God always give it back to you. So I'm from the, I'm from the backwoods of Mississippi. And at my church I, <laughs> that I grew up in, this lady used to sing this song. Every time they started passing the collection plate, they called it a collection plate. This gold look plate they used to pass around. That's old school, isn't it? Now, oh, now we have buckets. <laughs> so that collection place, she's saying, she's passing around. All of a sudden, she was singing this song. She was like, you cannot beat God's giving, no matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. Boy, I'm of age now, and I, that is true. That's hard to beat God giving you stuff. 
So, man, pray about it. Let God lead you and um, see where he takes you in, in your life. So before I get started with my preaching, I would like to pray, if you don't mind. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. I ask that I decrease, that you increase in me, God. Thank you for this awesome opportunity, God. I love you. I praise you. Bless this word. May it go forth, God. Help us to apply it to our life. We thank you. We love you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, we want to thank our online audience for tuning in, too. So let's get into it. Here we go. We're in a new series called Cold Turkey. In this series, we want people to identify the things in your life that you can apply this cold turkey method to. There are so many things that you can become dependent on that it becomes an addiction. In this series, we want to assist you or give you some tools to help you Take care of those areas that you want to give to God. You want to give to God. You want to go cold turkey on it. So I'm the type of person, if I'm going to speak on something, I need to know exactly what it means. All right? I'm that type of person. I want to know what we are talking about. The word cold turkey in the Webster Dictionary means the abrupt and complete sensation of taking a drug to which one is addicted. I kind of I figured that one out on my own. You know, it's something that you have to quit. But then I went to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> In the Urban Dictionary, cold turkey is defined as a faster but unpleasant method of stopping an addictive habit or behavior. Now, one de definition, when I read it, I thought about one group. Uh, I thought about one group. But when, when I read the Urban Dictionary, it included everybody now. You can't be left out of the whole cold turkey thing now. Because now it, include, it includes everybody. See, I assume that in order for you to understand the cold turkey method, I assume that only two people, only two groups of people can apply to it. Connect to understand it. I thought people who were trying to quit drugs are people who were trying to quit drinking. I just my old Mississippi self thought about two groups of people. And at, the, and at that time, I had to ask God, God, forgive me because I placed one group of people here and another group of people there. How am I going to relate to a person about if trying to stop drinking? If I, I only have one drink in my life when I was 30-something years old, how am I going to relate to that? How am I going to relate to a person who's, who stopped doing drugs? How am I going to relate to that, that person? Because I think some of the best messages that you can ever hear are people who, who've been through the same stuff that you've been through. Or people who stopped the same stuff that you're trying to stop. I, I think some of the best messages. So I asked to ask God to forgive me. And after I asked God to forgive me, I asked God to reveal to me. Ask God to pray, I prayed, and here I am. God revealed to me, how can I relate? I want to be able to relate. So in my prayer place down in our basement, I prayed, asking God, asking God, and all of a sudden, anytime you ask God to reveal something, guess what he does? You got it. He's going to reveal it. He's going to reveal it. So here it is. I get it, and God answers me. He said, you know what? You were a, you were a drug head too. What do you mean? So eight years of my life, I played in the NFL. Eight years. But throughout my life, 
I played Pop Warner, I played middle school, high school, college, and professional football. So at one point in my career, I started feeling these aches and pains and stuff, and I wanted something to get, take the edge off of it. So I went to these trainers. I said, hey, I need something that's going to take the edge off these, these aches and pains, these bruises and all that kind of stuff. So they gave me Celebrex, 500 milligrams a day. Celebrex, Monday through Saturday. Monday, 500 milligrams. Saturday, Tuesday, all the way up to Saturday. So on Sundays, I went to the, I was in my locker one time, I remember this, getting ready to take this 500 milligram Celebrex tablet. And my teammates said, hey, Justin, you need to go ask them for a different type of pill. I mean, a different type of medicine. He told, he told me, I went, I went to the trainer and said, hey, can you give me a Toradol shot? A Toradol shot. Man, 10 minutes into taking that Toradol shot, I felt like Superman. I can go out and complete my assignments, go out and make any kind of block, go out and do what I need to do on Sundays. So I had this routine now. For seven years of my life, seven years, I took 500 milligrams of uh, Celebrex a day for six days and a Toradol shot for seven years of my life every Sunday just to be able to go out and do my job. But the problem with Toradol, Toradol makes you feel like Superman on Sunday. <laughs> the problem with Toradol, it makes you feel like Superman on Monday. But Monday night, everything you didn't experience on Sunday and on Monday, you experienced on Sunday, I'm on Monday night. See, now I can relate. I can relate now. See, I don't have to be in a room locked up, curled up in the knot to be able to work, relate to the cold turkey method. I don't have to be in a room sitting in a circle in an AA class listening to everybody talk about what they lost and why they, drink, why they were drinking in the first place to be able to relate to the cold turkey method. I don't have to be flying to a recovery house somewhere, getting away from my environment, so I don't have to be, uh, be tempted by the addictive drug to be able to relate to the cold turkey method. The truth is, every last one of us can apply this cold turkey method. If you're honest with yourself, you have an addiction right now. People can be addicted to many different things. You can be addicted to bad mindsets, yeah. negative thinking. You can be addicted to gossip. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got a lot of wow. I must, I, do I need to stay there? You can be addicted to gossip. I find myself being addicted to my phone. I have opportunity to have great family moments. So here I am looking at my emails and my phone trying to see when the next deal is coming through. You can be addicted to trying to find out who's going to get the next promotion or who's getting the raise. You can be addicted to Facebook. You can be addicted to Instagram. I find myself being addicted to certain people. Like I want to hang around a certain group of people. But God wants to change your addiction. It's amazing that the things that you're addicted to can have you so focused on what's going on around you that you forget 
what's going on in the inside of you. God wants us to be addicted to praying. God wants us to be addicted to fasting. God wants us to be addicted to seeking him. God wants us to be addicted to helping our brothers and sisters. God wants us to be addicted to worshiping him. The thing that I found out about addictions is that most of these things come from an outside source. When I lined up to take those toy dog shots, it was an outside source that gave me a good inside feeling that left me wanting, that leaves me wanting for more. Most of that, most of those addictions, they come from an outside source. But God wants the total opposite. He wants what's on the inside of you to affect everything else around you. That's how God wants you. He wants what's on the inside of you to affect everything that's around you. I have a question for you. Have you gone cold turkey on your spiritual life? Have you gone cold turkey on your spiritual life? On your spiritual walk? When was the last time you spent time praying to your heavenly father? When was the last time you spent time serving other people? When was the last time you spent reading more than one chapter in the Bible before you got sleepy? I've done that before. <laughs> when was the last time you sat still long enough to listen to God tell you how to treat your wife, how to love your husband, how to raise your kids, how to, how to get answers for that? When was the last time you, spent, you sat still long enough to listen to God talk to you about issues around your life? I ask you a question. I'm going to ask it again. Have you gone cold turkey on your spiritual life? Go with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. I love this verse right here. Great verse. 2 Chronicles chapter, chapter 7 verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will hear their, heal their land. I love that verse. This verse does not start out talking about any kind of country. It started talking about my people. My people. This situation in this Bible that I'm talking about, King Solomon just finished building this temple. Beautiful temple. If you, get a, if you have a chance to go read it, read about this temple. It's beautiful. And they want to offer this temple, temple up to God. So he goes, he prays, he offers it up, and God begins to speak. God said, I will accept your offering. That's what he said. I will accept your offering. And then he's making this speech. He starts making this speech. And right in the middle of accepting, he says, all right, my people are going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble. He said, when the heavens stop opening or when the pestilence are on the land, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Right after he accepts the offering, the country, listen, do you think our country needs some prayer? Oh, yeah. 
Amen. Do you think our communities need some prayer? Do you think our environment, the people that we hang around, do you think we all need some prayer? Look at the stuff that's going on around us right now. But God is not going to start with the country. He's not going to start with the community. He's not going to start changing your environment. He, the first thing he's going to start with is his people. You have a job to do. It's time for us to step up and start doing what God has called us to do. Again, have you gone cold turkey on your spiritual walk with God? Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, come out of the freezer. <laughs> All right, so in the spirit of thanksgiving, in the spirit of thanksgiving, I am going to preach with this apron on today which I don't mind doing. And I want you to take a journey with me. Take a journey with me. I want you guys, we are going to prepare a turkey, a Thanksgiving turkey. And you know the Bible said God is the potter and you are the clay. So we're going to go to, this, to a store. We're going to grab a turkey out of the freezer. We're going to get it out of the freezer. And what we're going to do, we're going to prepare this turkey just the same way God is going to get you prepared to come, to come out and be of service to him. Can you go with me? All right, let's go. I've noticed that, that when, I was, I noticed when I was growing up, even with my wife now, my grandparents and my, I mean, my grandparents and my in-laws, I've I, I noticed one thing when they, when they start serving, when they start preparing a turkey to be served. I noticed something. The first thing that they do the first thing that you are going to experience, the first thing I've experienced them doing is that they, they start stuffing this turkey. They start stuffing it. They start stuffing it with onions, carrots, whatever they want the tur turkey to taste like, they would put that in the turkey. Well, guess what? God wants to stuff you too. God wants to stuff you with his love. God wants to stuff, stuff you with his character. God wants to stuff you with, with being able to go and love someone. God wants to stuff you with his patience. God wants to stuff you because he does not want you to get to a place where you can't be of service for him. So he's stuffing you. I had an experience in my life because I've been praying for God, asking God for patience. So what, did God, what does God do? He sends me to an, an arrow classroom to speak to some kids. Here I am. I, he sends me to an arrow classroom to speak to elementary kids. So one Sunday I came into church and, and I, had to, I had to speak three, well, four, service, four sermons to the elementary kids. I started Monday, I mean on Saturday night, and I spoke all the messages on Sunday. Well, if you know elementary kids, their attention span will leave around five minutes into that, into that message. So here I am, and God is dealing with me. Here I am, I'm speaking about uh, these penalties in football. I'm speaking about let go of holding penalties and face mask penalties. I'm speaking this stuff. In about 12, that last sermon, I mean that last service, I'm speaking, and I noticed everybody asleep. <laughs> everybody write notes. Now, these are, these are elementary kids. Everybody's, everybody's trying to get to their best friend so they can talk. Everybody's doing it. 
And I felt bad after that service. Felt really bad after that service. So, so what I would do, I was getting my stuff up, and I had this one little bitty girl to come up to me after that 12, 15 service. And she said, Mr. Griffith, that was a wonderful message. Just like that. Mr. Griffith, that was a wonderful message. Man, blew my mind. I'm like, God knows exactly what you need. When you think someone is not listening, that one girl gave me that word. And I, from, that, from then on, I told myself, I'm going to speak it if all everybody's sleeping. I'm going to speak it anyway. <laughs> if I think no one is listening, I'm going to speak it anyway. See, that's why God, that's why God, he starts you right here. He puts this, he going to stuff you with some stuff first. Even though you might not think someone is experienced, I'm not, well, someone's not listening. He still go, you still have to go through the stuffing and process. Are you getting anything out of this? He stuffs you. The next thing I notice that it's time to go in the heat. It's time to go in the heat. So in the life of a Christian in the life of a Christian, it's necessary for you to be put in the heat. You cannot live your life without being tested in some area of your life. You can't do that. God did not put you here just to, so it can just go easy all the time. He has to perform. He has to get your faith to a level where he can trust you. So if I go to Job chapter 23 and verse 10, now, and if anybody knows about faith or heat, Job would know about it. Job, he said, Job chapter 23, verse 10, but he knows the ways that I take. When he, had te when he has tested me, I will come forth as pure gold. You have to be tested. And God, God uses heat. So once they put this turkey in that heat, I noticed that everything on the inside all these juices started flowing on the outside. So all the stuff that's not, that you can't use, it starts flowing out. It's just a, and so, so, so once it starts flowing out, I'm, boy, I'm getting hungry right now. Let me, I better, it starts flowing, it starts flowing out. So everything that you put in is getting the turkey right on the inside. But the stuff that you can't use, it comes out on the outside. That's why God pushed you through the heat. When you didn't have any kind of faith, guess what? He gets unfaith, uh, he gets the unbelief out of your system so faith can invade your system. Okay? So you're going to have to walk through some situations where you're going to have to step by faith. Not by sight, it's by faith. That stuff comes out so all the stuff that he's stuffing in you can start speaking for you, can start living for you, can start getting you to the place where he wants you to be. And so all that stuff is running out. And all of a sudden, I noticed, I noticed one time my mother-in-law, what she would do, she would unwrap this thing. And so she would take whatever she had in it, what kind of juices in there, broth or whatever, she would put some on top. Put some on top. Why are you doing that? Oh, it keeps it from drying out. She would put some on top. See, heat causes everything to come, but also heat can dry you out. See, I've noticed in my own life, if stuff is getting too hot for me, I tend to dry out. I tend to dry out a little bit. But you know what? God uses his type of broth too. His broth is called grace and mercy. So when grace and mercy, when he starts adding grace and mercy onto you, because every once in a while I get beside myself. If, when I'm in the heat, I feel like God is not moving fast enough. I feel like I can do it a better way. 
I feel like, God, if you don't start moving, man, I'm going to lose this thing. If you don't start getting that, sometimes our mindset can be tricked in heat. But God is determined to get your faith where he can use you so you can be of service for him. I remember when I was in Oakland. I remember when I was in Oakland. And I had just finished four years with Atlanta, and I had just signed a three-year deal with the Oakland Raiders. But when I signed with the Oakland Raiders, I had an ankle problem. Had an ankle problem. Had just got my ankle fixed and all that. And I was, and, and I noticed once we started practicing, this thing just would not allow me to do my assignment. So the trainers, they were like, all right, Justin, we're just going to give you some time off. We're going to give you some time off. All right, so I, I mean, that was the best thing for me. So what I would do, I would do my rehab, get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, go do my rehab, go to practice, do whatever kind of conditioning they want me to do, they wanted me to do, and I did it. I did it for like two weeks straight. But Al Davis did not like that. And if you know anything about Al Davis, when he was living, Al Davis would say whatever he wanted to say whenever he wanted to say it. So here I am. I'm going, I'm sitting, and now Davis, he noticed that I wasn't practicing. I mean, this man just gave me a three-year deal, and this dude is not practicing. So Al started asking the coaches, why, where is Justin, and why isn't he on the field? Well, coach, he has a, Mr. Davis, he has an ankle problem. And I started feeling a little bit of heat from our coaches. Justin, you need to get out there. You need to get out there. You get out there. Well, I can't make this ankle go, coach. Well, you need to get out there. So I left that city. I left there. That, I, I remember leaving that campus that day, that facility, went to my house, and I started praying. I mean, I started praying. Started praying. Started praying. Started reading. Started praying. Started reading. Praying hard, man, while I was sweating. Started praying. Started praying. And all of a sudden, my ankle got better. And then I started practicing. That same guy, my, that same guy that says, I want my money back. You know what he told me? Man, I'm so glad you're on this football team. The same guy. The same owner of the Oakland Raiders told me, man, I want my money back. Now he's telling me, I'm, on, I want, I'm so glad you're on this football team. When you go through the heat, your faith will have to walk for you. You, can, you are not going to like everything that you are experiencing, but your faith will have to walk for you. So they applied the heat. God adds the, the grace and mercy on top of you. Then all of a sudden, he takes, that, he takes you out of an oven. And we do now what we call carving the thing. So we carve the turkey now. And we pass it around. So your when you are being stuffed by God, when you are going through the heat, your next phase is where God is going to put you in a place of service. He's only slicing you up to put you in a place of service. You cannot walk, go through your Christian life without going through your place of service. God has called you to serve in some way, shape, form, or fashion. You have to. It's part of your DNA. Anytime you say, when, when you said you wanted God to be in you, you lost your whole, you lost your DNA. Now you have God's DNA and being a part of your service now. A part of God is where you, you have to serve. So I had an experience. I had an experience. So <laughs> about three weeks ago, Three weeks ago, I had something that happened. I'm telling you, I can believe it happened. So I have been, I've been praying to God about taking me to a different level in my spiritual walk. 
a different level in my spiritual walk. And I'm telling you, anytime you start praying to God to take you in a different level, be ready to go. Don't ever ask God for anything that you're not ready to receive. I'm telling you, don't, don't go there because he's going to test you to see if you want it enough. So here I ask God to take me to a different level in my spiritual walk because I don't want to be like this in the spirit. I don't want to just be right here and just be plain in my spiritual walk. For what? For what? I, I mean, I've heard some people say, you know, I'm okay. I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. I'm okay. Just, go, just, go, just being saved. Well, what? You better read your word, man. Your word tells you there are rewards at the end of this thing now. But you can be saved. Yes, sir. You can be saved. But if a God thought enough of me to create me, if he thought enough to create me, what kind of rewards you think that he has for you when you obey him? When you're doing what he asked you to do. So here I am. Here I am. I, we, we spoke. We, and this summer, we had this series called House Party. You remember House Party? All right, we were doing a series called House Party, and I was on the South End. I went down the South End, and I spoke this message. It was called, The Father Who Threw a Party for a Son Who Left. All right? We started out the service doing the Cuban Shuffle. That's how we started out my, the series. We were doing the Cuban Shuffle. So I spoke this message, but I noticed this kid, this kid, well, this grown man in the service, he was just like this the whole time. Just like this the whole time. The whole time he was like this. And so I left, made nothing about it. Until like a week after that service, I had a dream about this young man. And God said, I want you to pray for him. Pray for that young man. So here I am. <laughs> here I am. I'm back at South End now. And now we're in this series called The Flip Side. You been on Flip Side? The flip side. Now, we're in a series called The Flip Side. So, I'm preaching The Flip Side. <laughs> I'm preaching it. And I notice just out of the blue, the young man is standing right there in front of me. He's standing right there in front of me. Sitting right on that, right in his chair, right there in front of me. And I'm saying, well, God, I, I, you know, what's, what's up with this thing right here? And God was like, I want you to pray for him. And any time, you know what? At some point in your life, you know you start second-guessing God. Are you sure you want me to do that? Because I, I, it, it, first of all, I should know it was God because I don't have dream about, dreams about men. <laughs> uh, you know? I should have I known that <laughs> before. <laughs> so here I am. I get to, I'm speaking this message, the flip side. And I get all the way to the altar call, to the altar call. We pray over people that raise their hands, and I'm praying, and I can remember saying, in Jesus' name. And I can remember just as, cloud, as, just as clear as day, Justin, pray for him. And... And in my head, I'm like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And then God was like, pray for him or else. <laughs> well, well, at this point, I'm like, do you say or else what? Or you just kind of just. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. See, y'all do that too. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, you come into your life, it's a point in your life where you either going to obey him 
obey him or you want to, I don't want to experience what's, what's after not disobeying God. So here I am. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right after I said amen, I said, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm scared now because I don't want God to get, get me. I said, wait a minute. I disobeyed God. I got to pray for this young man. You can ask Clint. You can ask anybody who was down the south end. We got to the end of the service. I said, young man, man name is Tyler. Tyler, come here. I want to pray, pray for you. I said, Tyler, God wants you to get to the flip side of your life. He wants you to get to the flip side of your life. And I told him that. Prayed over him. Left, went into the green room like, man, man, not, God, nothing happened. I mean, I didn't hear, I didn't feel the thunder come down. I didn't see the man break down and cry and all that kind of stuff. I felt like I failed. I felt like I didn't hear God right. Two weeks. Two weeks after that. I get a text message out of the blue. Justin, this is Tyler. I got your information from Matt Henderson. Can you please meet me for breakfast? It's now... I have a wife and I have four kids. If you're going to meet me for breakfast, 9 o'clock is good. But this dude wanted to meet me at 7.15. <laughs> and I'm telling you, God was in it because I, I asked my wife, Kim, Kim, you mind if I meet this dude at 7.15? And Kim said yes, which tells me God was all in it because I can't leave her <laughs> with, seven, with four boys to get ready for school in the morning. So I got that man. <laughs> I got up. Went down, met with Tyler. We are in the restaurant. We're talking. He says, Justin, when you called me out that Sunday, when you called me out that Sunday, he said no one knew that I had a drinking problem for a whole year and didn't tell anybody. He said the Sunday you called me out was the one-year anniversary of being totally clean. And he said, I had told myself, I, he said, I told myself that I can stop this and I can be good with my whole life for the rest of my life. He said, I can be good coming to church. I can be good having a good job. He said, I'm good with just being like this for the rest of my life. But he said, but once you call me out, God did not want me to stay like this for the rest of my life. God wanted me to go like this for the rest of my life. I don't know who you are, but if you have gone cold turkey on your spiritual life, it's going to affect somebody around you. We need you to get into your place. You cannot stay like this as a Christian. You cannot stay like this. You have, to, you have to go through your experiences where you experience these in God. You have to. Because someone needs to hear what you have to say. Someone needs to see, talk to you about how did you go through this? How did you get through this moment? I remember that doctor told me I had a tumor on the left side of my brain. I remember somebody told me that. But then I heard, I heard uh, Pastor Troy and Pastor Penny talk about their daughter was completely healed. So you know what? That message I'm walking right now. It gave me faith to keep walking, moving forward, 
Now I hear Tyler told me, he said, his dad said, ever since Justin spoke into your life, you've been different. He wants to do board now. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was getting ready to disobey God. No, I wasn't going to disobey God because I was scared about what's going to happen next. I, would, I questioned God, but God showed up. He showed up. He said, I know exactly what I'm doing. Whoever you are, God wants you to get to your place. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You know what? I used to be so scared of this one verse in the Bible. I used to be so scared. Every time I read it, I used to be scared of it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. This one verse, it seemed like these people are doing great things. He said, did I prophesy in your name? Did we cast out demons in your name? Did we do all these many wonders? And he, God said, he still looked up and said, away from me, I never knew you. That verse used to scare me all the time because all those things seem like pretty good things to do. I mean, I'm prophesying to you, good thing. Cast out, I'm good things. Many great things in the nation, good things. But they were all gifts that they were performing under. So you can never get to the place where you enjoy the gift, not the one who's giving it to you. So, 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 so here it is. Here it is. Prophesying a gift. Casting out a gift. Wonders all over the land. They forgot the relationship. God wants your relationship. He wants the relationship with you above all the gifts. Of all the being prophesied to, all, all casted out. He wants to know you. He wants to know you. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed. God wants to come into your life. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what, what, what you have experienced or whatever it may be. God wants to give you a fresh start. God wants to, you to come out the freezing. He wants to be the head of your life. The head of your life. If you know that you want God, to come into your life and, and start you on this journey. Yes, you're going to be stuffed. Yes, you are going to be go through the fire. And at the end of it, he's going to have you right for service. At the end of the day, you have to serve. If you want God to come into your life, to start you on this process, to make your life new, to give you a hope and a, and, and, and a dream, to give you something to go after, I'm asking you to raise your hands right now. You want him the head of your life. There are hands all over this place. Hands all over this place. I'm going to pray right now. Father God, I thank you for everything that you've done. I thank you for what you're doing, God. Lord, all the hands that have been that I've raised right now, God, I'm asking you to invade them like never before, God. We ask you to take the old man out. Put in the new man, God. We ask you in Jesus' name. Thank you for allowing every last one of us to be here, God. And for the person, God, who's all, and for the person who, who, who you have right now, who's in, you are in their lives right now, God, if they've, if, they've, if they've gone cold turkey on their spiritual life, God, I'm asking you to add fire. Add fire to them right now, God, where they will pray again, where they will fast again, where they start seeking you again, God, coming after you again, God, because we need them. God, we thank you. We ask all these in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you. You are great to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Don't forget to subscribe. And hey, if you want to find out more about our church or how you can be a part, go to freedomhouse.cc.